guess what time it is. That's right, it's time for another sex episode. The episode of Big Time Small Talk, where we talk about all things sex. Without judgment, without embarrassment, and without any shame. So sit back and relax. If you're listening at work, put those earbuds in. If you have kids at home, put the kids to bed. And if you're of age, grab a glass of wine because we are talking sex. Let's get into it. Welcome to Big Time Small Talk, stories and observations beyond small talk. I am your host, Jody Rollins, and this is another sex episode. Talking all things sex. You know, I started this idea because, you know, gosh, a lot of times I think when we have conversations about sex, they're embarrassing or uncomfortable. You know, you have to have the birds and the bees talk with your kids and is that the right time and the right way? You know, you have to be drunk to talk about certain things with your girlfriends or or your boyfriend. And I listen to a lot of podcasts and talk radio and people want to talk about sex, but they're embarrassed. And I'm not above the fray. I have my embarrassed moments as well. But I wanted to create a safe space at least once a month to talk about things that we may be thinking about or talking about kind of in secret or be, you know, hmm, you know, looking at something with side eye and going, wait, is this what's happening in the world? Am I behind? Like, what's going on? So that is the reason why I wanted to do this sex episode. Now, side note, I'm a little annoyed today because something is going on. I don't know if it's the microphone. I don't know if it's Anchor. I don't know what's going on, but the, but the uh, 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 like the recordings sound a little like that. Uh, 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 so I am not in my traditional home studio on my lovely mixing board. I'm actually using a microphone through my phone. So I apologize if the sound isn't up to snuff the way I'd like it to be. I haven't figured it out. I don't know what the problem is, but hopefully I'll be able to solve it and, uh, you know, go from there. So for now, it's a little rudimentary, but it's what we've got. Anyhow, so I was thinking about, and it's early in the morning here, it's around six because I want to get out and go on a bike ride when it's nice and cool, so I want to get this taken care of. So my voice is a little morning voice-y. I was thinking about some of the things that I see on social media, specifically Instagram, and how much is too much. There's so much that, and I'm trying to think of exactly how I want to say this, so many posts that have women and some men, but it's mostly females, 
exposing themselves to a certain extent, you know, um, showing their bodies, not naked because Instagram will kick you off, but very suggestive poses, very little clothing, low cut, short, all of the above, belly shirts, all these things, you know, your butt cheeks, you know, the short shorts that girls are wearing now. We, we have like, um, I call it butt cleavage. You have a little bit of your butt cheek kind of hanging out. And so there's a lot of that going on. I know that uh, Lizzo, a um, plus size woman, will say, I don't know what the correct term is nowadays. I don't want to offend anybody, but she's a larger girl. She was celebrating her birthday and she posted a video where she's sort of on her hands and knees twerking and someone's like hosing her butt down. I don't know if it's a hose or some kind of water. I only saw it kind of second hand through somebody else sharing it. And she's, I don't know if she even had any pants on or if she had a thong on, I think maybe a swimsuit. I don't know, but it was a lot of twerking and very little clothing. And disclaimer, I was born in the 70s. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. It was a very different time. When I was in my 20s, it was the 90s. So even though to me, the 90s don't seem that long ago, I'm like, oh, they were a long time ago. And the way that we dealt with our bodies in that time, or at least for me and everyone I knew growing up, was that being demure was still a thing and like when I was young when we wore skirts we had to wear pantyhose and a slip or stockings like there's some of you out there who have probably never worn pantyhose let me just tell you they were a pain in the ass they would run, they were tight, you'd have to like squeeze your legs in them and then pull them up and the waistband would like roll down so you'd have this weird lump. They would never go on completely straight so you'd have this seam that's supposed to go like straight up your vagina and up to your belly button and it would be like off to the side. So you'd be doing this like shimmy trying to get it around and like get your crotch in there. Like it was a pain. And then just when you think you got it up just right, like your your legs were in them and they were straight and sheer and smooth and whatever, you would do one last tug and you'd put your fingernail through it and there'd be a run. And then you would hear these tips. There was like, buy this no run, this liquid stuff that honestly was a lot like nail polish. So then I learned that if you get clear nail polish and just put a little dab on the run, it wouldn't go all the way up your leg. And some of you probably don't even know what a run is, but it was just like a little tiny cut in the pantyhose or stockings, like some people call them, same thing, but different, I don't know, generations or I don't know what, it was interchangeable. And so you'd get this little run, which was just like a little poke. And then when you touched it, it would just go shooting up your leg. So it'd be like, like a ladder. And it was a line on your pantyhose, which looked really tacky. So you didn't want it to run. You'd be like, oh God, it's going to run. I gotta you'd have to like freeze in place. If you moved, it would just go right up your leg or stretch out across or down your leg. It was just bad. So I learned quickly that if you put a little dab 
of clear nail polish, it would stop the run. And you would hope it was high enough up on your leg so that it, your skirt covered it. And then you'd put on a slip, which again, some of you probably didn't even wear those. Do you even know what they are? Because I have a lot of young listeners. It was a thin material like silk or satin skirt that you would put under your skirt. So there was no chance that you could see through your skirt or the sun would shine and you could see any silhouette of your body parts. Like it seems, it seems ridiculous when I think about it, but it was how we were raised, you know? And everything was about how if you were a lady, you didn't show off certain parts of your body, especially as a young girl or a teenager. And as you started to develop, you made sure of that. And your skirts were supposed to be like at your knee or below and your tops, you know, you didn't show off cleavage. And if you did, it was very little, you know, especially at work, there was no cleavage to be shown. Like it was a different time. And it's strange to think back to those times because it feels like I blinked and everything's different because I remember when we dropped the slip, it was like, oh, we don't have to wear these anymore. And I think it was like the late 80s. And then in the 90s, slowly but surely, women just stopped wearing pantyhose because early on it was like, you're showing your naked leg in a skirt. <gasps> like you were trash. You were a whore or you forgot something. Like it was that bizarre. And thinking back, it's like legs. Okay, if you have a skirt on, it's your legs. And even still, I remember when I was like a teenager and I would put on a pair of shorts, you know, my mom, there'd be judgment like, are they too short? Am I allowed to wear these shorts? And I remember thinking, they're just legs. What's the big deal? And now that I'm an adult, older, or shall we say seasoned woman, I look at teenagers who wear these short shorts or 20 somethings and I'm like, oh, I get it. Because to us as young girls, you're like, they're just legs. I never thought of them as a sex object. I'm like, yeah, okay, legs are attractive. People like to look at legs, but it's not saying anything about me. I'm not being sexual or sexualized because I have shorter shorts on or a mini skirt because that was when mini skirts were really popular when I was in high school which by the way our mini skirts were like almost to our knee or at our knee which is really funny because they weren't that mini but so let's see now when I see young girls wearing short shorts and I see how men look at them I'm like I get it yes to us girls they were just legs not a biggie but to men it's like enticing. It's, you know, it's the first chapter to a book. It's like, ooh, what else is there? And I see how men look at young girls with short shorts on and it's like, ooh, what's above there? You know, and they start thinking about you in a sexual way. Even if you are not thinking of yourself that way, men do. And some women too, I suppose. So looking back on my youth, knowing that everything was about being a lady. You sit with your legs crossed. You need to be demure. You need to s sort of maintain some innocence. 
And that was a way of being. And then I remember when I was in my like late 20s and 30s, something shifted. And now I don't know if it was my age and or the time. So we're talking late 90s, early 2000s. It quickly became about being sexy and, you know, having cleavage and the wonder bra was introduced for those of you who don't remember that was like the very first like push-up soft sculpted bra and it was advertised like crazy it was by victoria's secret it's what put victoria's secret on the map everybody wanted the wonder bra because even if you had tiny little boobies you could push those suckers up and they stood at attention and you had cleavage. Now, I don't have tiny itty bitty ones, so that wasn't my thing, but everybody wanted to push those girls up and wear, you know, slightly revealing tops so that you could show off your cleavage. Whether you were going to the grocery store or you were going to the club, you had cleavage. Bra companies quickly tried to come up with their version of the same thing. So, you know, tighter jeans, low rise jeans were the thing. So it was just like, if you, if you had some of the really low rise jeans, like your vagina was practically hanging out, you know, it was crazy. So looking back, the progression happened very quickly, even though it seemed like a long time, but it happened you know, from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and here we are now, where there's a lot of like body con or body conscious posts where women are talking about on social media, love your body, don't be ashamed, don't judge other women, post what you wanna post. And so you'll see these girls with their ass crack practically hanging out or really, really short shorts bent over in the camera or twerking and doing the splits and, you know, um, shaking and grabbing their boobs, talking about getting, you know, uh, new boobs from plastic surgery. The, the sort of curtain has been removed. And so for me, someone who grew up in the 80s and, and, and living as a 20-something in the 90s, it's very difficult to look at that and not have judgment. And you are quickly shamed if you have any sort of judgment. It's like, well, Lizzo can do what she wants. And again, she's a pop star. Really, I love her music. And she's large. And she wears very little clothing oftentimes. Not always. And different girls on Instagram who are Instagram models. Or even just, you know, a group of girlfriends will post videos of themselves twerking to like, forgive the language here, you know, Nicki Minaj's song, Wet Ass Pussy, W-A-P. That's a song. I'm, I'm like, as much as I try to like keep up with what's popular, I can't do that. I can't twerk and, you know, shake my ass on a video with a song that's called Wet Ass Pussy. Like, I just, you know, call me old, call me old fashioned, that's okay. But finding a place where we can look at women and go, 
that's okay to dance and to writhe on the floor and to pound. They had this whole WAP dance where women would like jump into the splits and then like pound their, their vagina on the floor and then hit the floor. Like you can Google the WAP dance and it went viral. So what is it that, it, you know, our society is saying? What are we saying about our bodies? Because I think it's important that we do love our bodies, that we are able to show our bodies in whatever fashion that we want. But where's the line? Because I think about young boys when I was a teenager, you know, teenage boys, that had to work really hard if they wanted to see either a naked woman or a woman suggestedly dressed or suggestedly or suggestively dancing, you know, and what is that suggestive? It's suggesting sex, right? They had to find Playboy or Penthouse or watch an R-rated movie or an X-rated movie. So many men have the story of finding porn in a field somewhere, like a, you know, old Playboy magazine or Penthouse magazine and or by the railroad tracks. It's bizarre. Like ask, well, I don't know if you really want to ask them this, but maybe if you're a guy, ask your uncle or your grandpa and they all have a story. I even, I had heard about this on the radio where every guy had a story about finding it in the woods or in someone's like backyard outside. I asked my husband, I'm like, did you? And he's like, yeah, I was going on a walk. And it's funny, I've been to this, this particular walk where my husband who grew up in New Hampshire had gone. And he's like, I was going on a walk or I was running running for track practice and he saw like a crumpled up couple of pages of porn and of course he's a teenage boy and it's like oh it's like finding a leprechaun or a pot of gold right so of course he took it and that's the thing a lot of men at that age in my era it was like a miracle to find that and then later on in life it was like ooh, you could find porn on the internet and nobody knew. Actually, before that, you could get videos and, and order videos online or go to a video store or a friend would give you a video and it was like, dirty porn, <laughs> where can I find it? It's relatively easy, relatively. But now, if you're a teenage boy, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to sneak. You don't even have to Google it. Just go to Instagram and look up Instagram models. And there they are, twerking, doing the WAP dance, sticking their butt in the camera, you know, wearing low cut tops and all these things. And again, forgive me if I sound like there's judgment in my voice. It's because of where I came from and the era I came from that it just wasn't a thing. And so the question for today is, how much is too much? Knowing that you're, it's important that you love your body. It's important that you say, you know what? If I wanna wear this and I feel sexy, so what? This is what I wanna do. I think that's a great thing. But then what about leaving something for the imagination? Is that still something we aspire to or for? We as women, 
And when is it that it's too much for your age group? I watch, and you guys have heard me talk about this, I watch a lot of reality TV, and honestly, surprisingly, I'm, I'm surprised to even hear myself say this, I'm getting a little sick of it because it's gotten redundant, especially real housewives. It's the same thing over and over again. Somebody said something that somebody didn't like, and then somebody told somebody, and then they start fighting about it, then they have to go on a trip, then somebody starts fighting about the thing they said about somebody else, and they're on some, they're in a tropical island, and then they're saying this is not the time or the place, and then someone has an event, and then there's a fight, and they say this is not the time or place, and then they try to make up, and they say things like, let's move forward, but there's no real apology, whatever, I digress. I just, they are cookie cutters of the same thing. There are good reality TV shows out there and documentaries, but man, they're ridiculous. But the thing is about these, what I do like is that they don't age people out. A lot of sitcoms, movies, TV shows, they're all about people in their 20s and 30s. And what I love about reality shows is that they say, look, women in their 40s, 50s, and even 60s and some 70s, I think, not so much to be honest, but at least in their 60s, still are valuable and are relevant and can be sexy. Like um, if you watch Real Housewives of New York, and even if you don't, just for the sake of discussion today, you will see a woman by the name of Ramona Singer, and she's in her 60s, her early 60s, I believe, maybe even mid 60s, and she's in great shape. Now, yes, she's had work done, but pretty much her whole life she's worked out and she's been in great shape. And she will wear, you know, cute tops, showing off cleavage, form-fitting, you know, outfits, skinny jeans, and she looks great. I mean, no matter who you are, you can't look at her and go, wow, what, what is she doing? You know, she's a you know, senior citizen. What's going on there? She looks fantastic. Love her or hate her. And... I was reading about um, this new season that's coming out for uh, Real Housewives of New York, and they posted something on, on Facebook, I'm sorry, on Instagram, and all of these women were just like, and men, they're too old, like we've had enough of these old ladies, they need to refresh and get some young people, and I'm thinking to myself, why? Why can't people that are older than 30 or even 40 still have stories to tell? We don't just die at 40. And when you get to a more seasoned age, you will realize, hey, I matter too. I am important. I have something to say. I have a story to tell. You know, we don't just die out. And our society is quick to say that we do, specifically as women. Right? We see it all the time in Hollywood movies and relationships. It's like the older seasoned man with the younger woman. It's commonly accepted. But why can't women be sexy at 50, at 60, at 70, at 80? Look at, if you've ever seen The Red Table, Red, I think it's called Red Table Talk. And that is an online uh, Facebook watch show that is by Jada Pinkett Smith which is Will Smith's wife, actress herself. 
Jada's daughter, Willow. She was that girl who was like when she was a young teenager who had a hit song. I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair back and forth. I hated that song. And also Jada's mom or Willow's grandma, they call her Gammy. And so it's these three women, three generations talking about all kinds of topics. And um, Gammy is 80 some odd years old and she is beautiful. As far as I know, she still has a six pack. There's a, a picture of her, I think you can Google, on the beach in a bikini. She looks amazing. Like she's got these guns that would rival a 20 year old. She's got great muscle tone. She's beautiful. Yes, she's had some facial work done and I don't know if she's had you know, liposuction or whatever, but she definitely still works out at 80 something. And she's sexy and she's beautiful and there's nothing wrong with that. So how long are we allowed to be sexy and how much is too much? That's what I want to talk about today. So I want to take a quick break and really delve into what are we allowed to show and what are we allowed to not show? Stay with me. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Big Time Small Talk. Again, I do apologize if there's loud pops or blasts in your eardrums for the sound. Hopefully it is gonna smooth out as time goes on. It is not in my home studio, as I mentioned, so I apologize. Anyway, I wanna take a moment to thank you guys for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please don't forget to click five stars leave a written review, and of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Please click the subscribe button. It takes a moment out of your day, out of your, like the time that you're listening. Just click that button right now. Um, if you wanna follow the show, you can always follow me on Instagram, at Jody Rollins. I post, you know, updates about the show, my photography, all kinds of fun stuff, and don't forget to check out my Instagram stories. I think I might do a couple of lives coming up here next month, or well, I should say this month, the month of May, welcome to May, and uh, see how those go. And if they work and you guys like them, I'll do more and more of them. So we'll see, check out those Instagram stories. And if you wanna write the show, you can write me at bigtimesmalltalkpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can always leave a voice message or um, I guess, yeah, leave a voice message on the Anchor app. Go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app and just find my show, Big Time Small Talk, and click leave a voice message. You can also do it from the actual show. You just click, um, uh, you know, I always start to try to explain it, but there's so many steps. Honestly, the easiest way is to go to the Anchor app. Uh, what else? If you want to support the show financially, please do. You can do a monthly membership. You can do that through the Anchor app as well. Or in the show notes, just click support this show. Show notes are in every single episode. The details about what each episode is about, you can follow the link there. 
So please share the show with your friends. Help me grow the show. That is my plan. I'm going to keep going, keep going, keep going. But the best way to grow a show is for you guys to share it, like it, comment, write reviews, and click five stars. Please, 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 please. I say this every episode, and sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. It When it does, it makes all the difference in the world. So thank you very much. Anyway, moving on back to sex talk. So how much is too much? How much are we allowed to show? And who decides, quote, allowed, right? You know, I look at some of these posts and I see women that are barely covered. And I think to myself, well, and I I actually, I got this sort of thought process from a woman. She goes by the name of Rockstar. She was on Big Brother and she does an OnlyFans, which if you don't know what OnlyFans is, it's a site where um, men and women, but I think it's mostly women, can post whatever they want. It's generally sexual material and people have to pay to see it. So it's their own sort of personal sex site. Now, how far they go on this particular site, I don't know. They can post pictures, they can do sexual things. I've never been on there, but people have to pay to get to see these items. They can, I guess, have a membership or a one-time fee, whatever. But it's a sexually driven site. And again, it's called OnlyFans. If you haven't heard of it, OnlyFans. And um, so Rockstar is on there. And she was posting some sexually provocative things where she was kind of twerking and, you know, jiggling her butt. And and I guess people complained about it on her, her site, on her Instagram, her Instagram. And she got on there, I think the next day or whatever, and said, you know what? If you don't like it, swipe on by because it wasn't for you. And I really thought about that and I actually liked it because it's not for you. If you don't like that someone's twerking, you don't have to look at it. If you don't like that someone's, you know, jiggling her boobs or showing off her WAP dance, swipe on by. And I think that years ago it used to be like, what? That shouldn't be on there. And I was right there with them because that was the 80s and 90s and that was what we grew up thinking. But I do think that certain things are just not for us. It's not for me to like Lizzo jiggling her bootay, her bodacious bootay in a thong. I don't like it. I'm not interested in it. I'm not a man. I'm not a woman who feels inspired and empowered by that. And I don't think that I have to like it. I think that somewhere along the way, we've gotten to this place where everyone is supposed to like, approve of, and appreciate anything that is posted, especially if it's sexual. Like, don't judge, don't shame, you're not supposed to, you're backward. And the truth is, I think it's okay to have an opinion, but we shouldn't be able to, I should say, we should be able to have this opinion, but we don't always have to, A, share it, and we don't always have to watch all of these things. And by the way, if you hear a little pounding, that is my dog who came in here, and sometimes she pounds her little tail. You've heard her before. 
Anyway, so I think it's important for all of us to say, you know what, I'm allowed to have an opinion. I'm allowed to approve or disapprove or like or not like when people are overtly sexual. But at the same time, we don't have to shame people. Or if we have an opinion that isn't shame. So for example, using again, Lizzo, right? Lizzo, very sexual, very exposed, if you will. I don't like it. I don't find it sexy. I don't find it interesting. To me, it's too much. But I don't go to her Instagram page and post that. I find the proper place, which is, I don't know, it could be various things. In this case, it's on my podcast where I'm allowed to have an opinion. If I didn't have an opinion, you guys wouldn't listen because I would just sit here and talk about what other people think. I think that'd be boring. I don't know. So I think we've reached this sort of time period where people say, well, it's almost like you can't have an opinion. How dare you have an opinion about Lizzo? Anything other than supporting her butt cheeks jiggling is wrong. And I think that is where we've gone too far. That's wrong. I don't like it. I think it's too much, but I don't think that I should stop her. I would hope that, you know, little girls all over the world would be able to be inspired by women by what comes out of their mouth, not what they can do with their mouth. I would hope that women and young girls would be inspired by what thoughts women have and what they share and what they do in the world, what boardrooms they're in, what mountains they climb, what races they win, like all of those kinds of things. At the same time, I don't think there's anything wrong with admiring beauty or sexiness or sexuality. You know, um, Elliot Page, who is a transgender, um, I guess, I think he's still acting. He was Ellen Page. He was in that movie um, Juno, which is a really great, warm hearted coming of age sort of movie. If you really want a movie that's just going to make you laugh and smile and maybe shed a tear, rent it, stream it, Juno with Ellen Page. And that's really, she's a, at that time, it was a she. She was a brilliant actress. And I haven't seen Elliot, who she transitioned into a male, and it's tricky with these pronouns, but he is, I believe, still an actor. Anyway, all that to say that he is now um, out and about and talking. He did a, an uh, Oprah interview talking about his surgery, his top surgery where he had his breast removed and how he felt free. Like to me, sorry, I just hit the microphone. Hopefully that's not too scratchy. But to me, that's a beautiful thing that there are so many transgender youth and teens that have had nowhere to turn to, no one to look up to. And that's a sexual thing, talking about body parts, being you know removed and finding Elliot's sort of place in this world where he can feel good about his body. So I think those things are something to aspire to. And at the same time, when I see, you know, Beyonce or Lady Gaga, dancing suggestively, I, I would prefer little girls don't look at that as something to do. But at the same time, 
I don't think that it's wrong. And I think it's a, it's a hard line. You know, how much is too much to show on Instagram? And I always use Instagram, but you know, Twitter, Facebook, any social media sites. Is it okay? Is it okay to be gyrating and jiggling? And then what about men? Like what about a guy who wears tight jeans and he's showing off that bulge? I sometimes don't even think men realize like, hey, we women, we notice, we look at those bulges. I mean, not every woman. I, I remember I talked about that with a couple girlfriends of mine and they're like, no, I don't look at that. And then another girlfriend of mine was like, yeah, I look at that. So we as people are sexual beings. We like to look at things that are appealing sexually. I just think that we should be allowed to have an opinion when we look at different women and men and say, you know what, that's too much. I'm allowed to think that is too much. I just don't have to post it on there. Why? Because as Rockstar said, it's not for me. It's not for me. If I don't like it, scroll on by. And to be honest, that's not really a way of thinking that I've ever really had until recently because essentially growing up in the 80s like I've said multiple times today it was very much like oh well that shouldn't be there if it's too sexual that shouldn't be there because of kids and yes I think that kids what they look at what they you know scroll through should be monitored and it definitely makes it more difficult right you know you have to beware and you have to watch what your kids are looking at and you have to decide how old are they going to be when they're allowed to have an Instagram and really kind of view who they follow because there's a lot of sexual stuff on there. So I think it's important to maintain our sense of having individual thoughts and feelings about this sexual stuff. And you know, our society right now is constantly pushing that everything is okay. And I know that, you know, politically, a lot of people on the right think, ooh, transgender, what next? Should I, you know, if I identify as a monkey, am I allowed to be a monkey? And they think it's disgusting. But for me, I just think, you know what? If someone is gay, whether they were born gay or something they felt later on in life, that's none of my business. It's none of my business if someone wants to be or feels that they are transgender. It's none of my business if someone wants to gyrate and shake their groove thing and do the WAP dance. That's not what I'm gonna do. I have my right to not like it, but then you, if you do that, have a right to do it. And I think that's what gets lost, you know? That's what we have sort of gone too far with our thinking with anything that's sexual in our social stratus, right? Like in anything social media or just traditional media, there's all this judgment about people who have judgment. I'm allowed to think something is too sexy, but that doesn't mean that you should stop. You know, a lot of times you'll go through Pick any social media site, any site, and find something suggestive. And it's so funny that I have to keep using that term. Like, what is it suggestive of? Sex, I guess. 
people having sex, people being sexual beings. But find any post of some woman, or I guess a guy, but it's mostly women, and scroll through the comments. You will for sure find someone who says, that's disgusting. How can you do that? You know, that's perverse. You are an embarrassment. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I think that's where I personally draw the line. Shaming someone, I think, is not helpful. It's not useful and it doesn't change anything. I think having conversations about it, understanding that what we are trying to say is X. You know, there are many women who don't feel they have value except for being sexual with their bodies. They don't have a brain in their mind. All they have is a curvy butt. And that's sad. You know, we all have value, even if we're fat, even if we're old, even if we're wrinkly, even if something happens to us and we have a leg amputated, if our hair falls out, if we're deformed in some way because of a car accident, it doesn't matter. You know, if you're religious, you are taught specifically in Christianity that because you are, you first of all are a child of God and because you exist, you matter and you have value. And so, I think that's something that we also need to look at. Do we only do these things sexually, posting sexually provocative pictures, because we don't feel we have value any other way? Yes, it's a quick fix. It's easy to get attention. And, you know, social media is all about attention. Many people are promoting things, whether it's a podcast like me, which I'm not into promoting myself in a sexual way. That's my choice. But some are promoting, you know, being an Instagram influencer or a model or a TV show or just to get likes so that they can, you know, get more likes and maybe promote other things. Who knows? But I think at the end of the day, If you are posting something about yourself sexually, A, you should be able to, and it's not for everyone. If you don't like it, scroll on. B, yes, we need to be careful about what our children look at, are exposed to, and it is very, very difficult in these modern times. But I think it is our job as parents, as aunts, as uncles, as, as, you know, people who maybe if you have a friend or a neighbor who has kids and they look up to you as mentors, to do our best to really not sexualize young children. And it's hard. But then C, also, we should be allowed to have opinions. So much now is like, how dare you have that opinion? You need to apologize. You need to post an apology, post apologies all over the place. You need to do a verbal apology because you shamed Lizzo. And again, I'm just using her because she regularly is in the news for using her body in a sexual way. Lots of actors, lots of celebrities, lots of influencers do it, whatever. I think it's okay to not like these things. But at the same time, A, B, C, D, D on my list, shaming people is just not necessary because what does it do it doesn't change anybody it just makes them feel like garbage if you shame someone for being sexual you just make them feel badly 
And if they already felt sort of insecure about their body, like most women have insecurities on some level or another about their bodies, which is really sad, shaming them only makes them feel worse. It doesn't stop them from posting. It doesn't stop them from being sexual. None of it. So I think that the takeaway in all of this, in this sex episode today, is that at the bottom of it all, at the end of the day, we need to be able to be comfortable in our own skin as much as possible, right? That's something we can aspire to, whether you're 18, 25, 42, 56, 77, 106. Being sexual is your choice. How far you go is your choice. No matter what, somebody isn't going to like it, right? As I mentioned with the the senior citizens, if you will, that are on Real Housewives of New York who are in their 50s and 60s, tons of 20-somethings are like, ew, gross, why are you, stop it, don't, don't, yuck. Somebody is going to say, you're doing too much. Your, Your skirt is too short. Your top is too low. Your butt is too big. Your boobs are too exposed. Whatever. You just can't please anybody sometimes. You can't please everybody. So do what makes you feel comfortable. And if other people don't like it, oh well, including me. I might not like the stuff that's posts posted. So what? but I'm also allowed to have my opinion, just like you are. And I think that's the part that has gotten lost in all of this. Don't shame. You don't have to support, but you're allowed to have your opinion. And I guess that's it. So that's what I think anyway. That's my story. And what do I always say? And you know it. I'm sticking to it.